to Entrepreneur Nines, everybody. I'm John Wist. And I'm Bonnie Mace. We are two Enneagram Nines. We took the leap into the world of entrepreneurship at a similar time. And this podcast is a space we're inviting you to laugh and learn with us as we work to build businesses with soul. Episode 12. 12. Also 12. And uh, we are about to have an interview with a type 7. Mm-hmm. And so this is our type 7 deep dive deep dive which is an overview yeah that is probably deep for most people yeah it doesn't feel as deep to me right because i know there's a lot more to learn. <laughs> we are we are in a lot of ways scratching the surface but i feel like you're getting a very broad mm-hmm. scratching of mm-hmm. the surface mm-hmm. so maybe it's a yeah it's a broad scratch mm-hmm. rather than a deep dive <laughs> that sounds like you need medical treatment <laughs> It's probably not going to get picked up. Doctor, he's a broad scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's probably not going to be the next big thing. Uh, So anyway, yeah. So type sevens. Yeah, yeah. These guys are so fun, guys and girls. So much fun. They are known as the new name. Them is much better, (laughs) and they are known as the enthusiastic optimist. Yeah, which is fair. Lots of energy. So yeah, great energy. Yeah. Mm Hmm. High energy people with love to be around yeah yeah which is fun yeah yeah Uh uh-huh we're saying their old name is the entertaining optimist and that makes them sound like like they're gonna get up and just like do like a little jig everywhere they go or something you guys should have been able to see john's jig (laughs) it was great it reminded me of the looney tunes frog yeah yeah. is that what you were going for i think that's what i was after that's what you were going for what was his i don't know what his name is Uh, but you know what i mean yeah with the stripey pants yeah um yeah so enthusiastic optimist it, it makes more sense because yeah. they are not stereotypical like here to entertain i mean that's not right that's terrible but let's talk about how they show up into the world sometimes sounds good type sevens do show up as enthusiastic that's one way that they are um they can often show up quite playful and excitable and ready to take on the world with with a smile um they're also very versatile because they have a lot of like a broad scope of interest. Okay. Um, but that can also make them seem quite scattered because their broad span of interests means that they sometimes don't quite finish learning about that interest. Sorry, I'm just thinking about broad scratch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say broad, but go ahead. Oh, no. no okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they can feel scattered because they might have like a lot of they might have a lot of knowledge about a lot of things, but then if you start asking them to go deeper, they'd be like, oh, I didn't get to lesson five, you know, gotcha. necessarily. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, that's in an average way. Okay. They can also be very social, mm-hmm. right? They're, mm-hmm. most, they're mostly very outgoing and enjoy being around different kinds of people and different kinds of experiences and things that are intense and fun and they love the idea that life has so much to give to them. Okay. Right? Like, yeah. they, they love that life is full of possibilities. Okay. On the flip side, they don't like the less palatable opportunities that life has to give. <laughs> so, they can also seem in an unhealthy state. They can be a little bit escapist because they, they are an optimist. Like, they want right. to see the bright side of life. Um, they're great friends for when you fall down there and be like, oh, let's just stand up and try that again. No big deal. Brush it off. That mm-hmm. wasn't a failure. Um, but it's also kind of like when you fall for the fifth time, it's like something is wrong here. No, it's like, it's just 
brush that off. Try it again. <laughs> um, you know, that, that part is harder. Yeah. 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 The hard stuff is not necessarily something that a seven and their average non-healthy state wants to spend a lot of time with. Okay. So that is something that I think is very intriguing about our next guest. Is yeah. She deals with some very difficult seedy underbelly of reality. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm so excited to dig into that with her. Yeah. And like how she, how she copes with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how, how sevens show up in the world. They, okay. they embrace all, they embrace life with big open arms and, and love it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. We know some, we know a few sevens. Yeah. And, uh, I would say that that is, is pretty, pretty accurate mm-hmm. in describing their their general outward appearance mm-hmm. yeah so here's a great summary my sister one of my sisters is a type seven mm-hmm. and she says i mean i know i'm a party to be around <laughs> nice and nice. she says it with full confidence that's like she's hilarious. like i know i'm a fun time yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah and so yes that's a great summary of a seven is mm-hmm. they know that they're a fun time that's awesome. No apologies. Okay. That's needed. good. That's good. And I would say that about our next guest too is yeah. that she is a fantastic person to be around. Yeah. So. I've, I've actually never met her in real life. Just crazy. Yeah. She's fun. Yeah, okay. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that's just the way, some ways that uh, type seven shows up in the world. Mm-hmm. And so let's go to core motivations. Mm-hmm. So real quick, just recap, like what are core motivations? Yeah. Our core motivations are the thing that drive everything that we do and how we perceive Yeah. and contribute to the world. Yep. So we all have a core fear, a core desire, a core weakness, and a core longing. And if you dig deep enough beneath everything you do, beneath everything you interpret, beneath everything you say, one of these motivations is driving you. It's your awareness of it. That is the difference. Got it. Yep. yep <laughs> so yep. if you can be aware of it and realize, I want to say this thing because I'm afraid, then you can change your behavior. Yes. However, yeah. other way around doesn't always work. Right. Got it. So type seven's core motivations. Let's start with their fear. They fear being deprived or trapped in emotional pain, being like limited or bored or missing out on fun things. So like FOMO, that phrase is 100% like coined by a seven. Gotcha. I have a, I have a theory because fear (laughs) of missing. Yeah. 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 They innately know what that is and like, and that's the worst. Yes. FOMO is the worst for a seven. They, They don't like it. So that's, that's a fear that motivates them. Their core desire, they, they want to feel happy. They want to be happy and fully satisfied and content. Mm-hmm. And sevens have a harder time feeling that way. Contentment is, is a struggle for a seven. Okay. Because they're also innately aware of how much life has, has to offer. So like there's the kind of paradox between wanting or desiring the contentment, but at the same time seeing so much opportunity in life mm-hmm. that it's hard to be content because you're missing something. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So we'll get to this in a little bit. The sevens are innately like very wise. Mm. Okay. okay. So they, they have this innate knowing of how deep, how, how deep they are and how deeply unsatisfied they can be <laughs> and how, how, how deep of a hole are in us as humans that, you know, theologically you can talk about how to fill that, but I yeah. won't go there. Um, yeah, so Hmm. there's way, there are two ways to cope with that. You can, you can, um, 
which we'll just move right to their weakness, which yeah. is gluttony. So you mm. can overfill um, or you can face that hard thing head on. And um, yeah, but interesting for a seven, yeah, their core weakness is gluttony. So the, the average to unhealthy, like the automatic reflex of the awareness that you have this deep hole that can never be satisfied for a seven is going to be gluttony, which is not your typical like, yeah, you know, eating nonstop. We hear gluttony and we automatically think like candy bar wrappers everywhere. Right, right, right. That's not what I mean. I just mean like, com- like looking for constant experience. Like constant. packing it all in yes. as much as you can. Yes. Yeah. Like if I'm awake, I'm doing something, I'm experiencing something, I have something to do next. Yeah. Always. Yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of, kind of gluttony. So it could be, you know, experiences. It could be food. Yeah. You know, that, that could be part of it, but it's not a typical, it, it's not like, it's not an eating disorder. I'll put it that way. Right, right, so. right, 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 right. Um, and then their core longing, what's underneath all of this is they just want to hear that, that they will be taken care of. Mm. So all of this goes back to like, who is taking care of me? Hmm. Am I taking care of, am I going to be satisfied and safe? Cause they're in the head triad where security matters. Okay. So okay. they feel more secure when they experience that happiness and contentment. Gotcha. Which they get from intense experiences. Okay. And fun experiences and right. not being bored. Yeah. Not missing yeah. out. So is so I guess you could say like to a certain extent, having a fullness of like experience or of life or of a schedule is the safety. Mm-hmm. Like like there being room or space is maybe scary. scary. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, like we really don't deal with the hard things in life until we slow down. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you can, yeah. Like I said, you can cope with the hard things of life two ways. You can ignore them. Yeah. Blast right through them or you can sit still and face them. Yeah. And a sevens, as soon as they sit still, they can't help but face it. Cause they know mm. they have that knowing they're wise. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's why they try to keep moving all the time. Okay. Okay. Or it can be a reason why. Yeah. Interesting. Very mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so after we, what we've done in the past few of these that we've done is after we've talked about like the core motivations, we feel like the, there, there's this question of like, how do we love a seven well, or how yeah. do we love any number well? And I think that it's a really good question for right after this, because mm-hmm. you've kind of gotten a quick snapshot of like, Oh, their most vulnerable sign. Yeah. 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 So how, how do we, how do we love a seven? Well, yeah. So recognize that, um, I think a lot of times sevens or people can interpret sevens as Mm self-centered or, you know, like they don't pay attention well to other people's things or what's going on or like they don't offer a lot of support or whatever, because they're just, they're going to try to reframe things to the optimistic point of view. They're going to say yeah. like, what would make me feel better is if we quickly move on and go over <laughs> go here. Yeah. Yeah. And like experience this next great thing. And so people can interpret that sometimes as like, you don't care about what I'm going through Yeah, when they actually really do. Yeah. Um, and so loving a seven well might be, might be one, like when they're struggling, give them space, mm-hmm. like give them time, do some of the f- the fun things with them. So that way, like the hard things of life don't like slam them too quickly. Yeah. So go do some of the fun things with them 
and give them time to get to the harder side of what they're experiencing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because all of it coming at once, like then you're not getting to do what you want to do. So let me put it in like, if you have, if there's a sudden death in your family, I'll just go to like the darkest point, right? Sure, yeah. Sudden death in your family. A seven isn't probably going to automatically want to like sit still and cry with the family. They're going to automatically think, well, I had a a cookout I was supposed to go to this weekend. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to get my nails done. I also had planned to like, you know, have this thing at work and blah, blah, blah. They're going to think about all those things that suddenly they're going to miss out on. It's not because they're like innately selfish humans. It's because all of a sudden they're faced with their greatest fear, death, (laughs) and that they're missing out on some of the beautiful things because we all die. Right, right. right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And that's a hard that's a hard thing to face. Yeah. So giving them the space to to get there eventually mm-hmm. is a way to love them well. Okay. And then on the more optimistic side, a way to love a seven well is just like go with the flow. Mm-hmm. You know, be with them. Say, I hear you have a wild day plan. Like, let me come with you. And then when you're in the wild day and they start talking about the next thing, say, bring them back to the present Mm. and say, hey, like, I know, you know, the way I like to put this is with roller coasters. Like if you go to a theme park. Yeah. They're so excited about the roller coaster and then they get in line for the roller coaster and then they're on the roller coaster and they start talking about the next one. (laughs) Yeah. And so to remind them, like, let's experience. Be here with me now. Yeah. The adrenaline of this roller coaster. Yeah. And we can talk about the next one when we, you know, inevitably wait an hour in line there. Right, right. <laughs> um, so loving them all is bringing them back to the present. Make sure that their desire of experiencing life mm-hmm. to the full and experiencing contentment that they are, that they're there because their yeah. tendency is going to be to try to jump ahead yeah. to the future next thing. Yeah, yeah. Because they're worrying about what they might miss out on next. So yeah. that might be some way to ways to, well, to nice. love a seven mile. That's good. Mm-hmm. That. Um, okay, so... We, you mentioned it just briefly in the as you were talking about core motivations, and that's the decision making triad mm-hmm. that uh, seven is in, which yeah. is the head. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're buddies with a five and a six, mm-hmm. and they're in the head triad. So this means that they make their decisions in their brains, <laughs> which I mean that's how we all make our decisions <laughs> biologically. Like I get it. Right, right. Um, but these are the, like the pro con list scheduling people right right so they're going to have lots of rational reasons as to why they're making the choices that they're making yeah unlike we've only talked about gut triad people so far who often can't explain what it is yep yep Mm -hmm. and head triad people often don't care about like the emotional reality behind that behind a decision okay like they want more of the logical stuff yeah like what makes sense quote unquote right yeah 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 Practi- more practical and yeah yes for sure yeah more practical and they're motivated um like by by you know we all have a shared um we all have a shared emotion and we all have a shared motivator which i'm looking for my page that because i blanked on that one phrase but so they're shared um here it is what's it called struggle emotional struggle and then they have a shared common desire, the gut triad people or the head triad people. Okay. And so their emotional struggle that they share in this group is anxiety. Mm. Okay. Um, and then the common desire that they have is for security. Yeah. So you kind of see how these go. Yeah. Like they want to feel 
They want to feel safe and secure. That shows up in different ways for different numbers. For, so for a seven, yeah. it's all about what they're experiencing, the contentment that they have. For a six, it's actual like physical safety. Yeah, yeah, yep. Like not dying. Sevens just don't want to think about dying. They want to live life to the fullest and put that part in the back of their head. Yeah. And sixes are like, how do we not die at all times? <laughs> and fives are like, I might run out of things that keep me alive. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so they kind of move to like this more hoarding yeah. tendency to yeah, find yeah. their security. Okay. Um, That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, fives think they're always going to run out of things and sevens thinks that nothing is ever going to run out for them. So that's yeah. kind of the interesting like, yeah. juxtaposition of the two. Okay. Because they're also related. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's, that's how they show up. And again, that security. So for a seven, the security is all about like, what's next for me? What's next for me? They're very future thinking as far as how can I continue to be happy? Yeah. And that's the way they feel secure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So good. That's their that's their decision making triad. Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk about how they do kind of interface and interact with their neighbor numbers a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is a six and an eight. Mm-hmm. So those are the wings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Seven wings, six and eight. Um, yeah. So again, sixes are more, they're like the secure, they're the anxious thinkers. Yeah. So a, a seven with a six wing is going to show up a little bit more like subdued Okay. Um, and playful and they are going to care more about what other people think about them Okay. than a seven with an eight wing. Makes sense. Yes. So we'll get to the, <laughs> what the eight is in just a minute. Yeah. Um, and they, they want, they, they value more people doing the things they want to do with them. Okay. Because the six is the loyalist too. So six really values their community. They find a lot of security mm-hmm. in the people around them. Yep. And so a seven pulls on that a lot and they like to do things with people gotcha. and have their people with them. Okay. Um, and then when they're struggling, they, they can get a little less focused and more scattered because the anxiety amps up because a six is like, they, they constantly have this inner dialogue going on called the inner committee that tells them all the scenarios all the time. So a seven has that sort of that they pull on a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so when they're struggling that, that like cacophony gets louder in their head. And so they get a little bit more scattered because then they try to like run from one thing to the other to take care of things and get back to like their, their, their happy state of mind. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're awesome. Seven wing six, because they are, they're great friends Mm. and they're less likely to sort of abandon you when they feel the draw, when FOMO happens, like a seven might abandon you. Yeah. A seven with a six wing is going to be less likely to do that because they value their community gotcha. a little bit more. And yeah. this also makes them like really great friends. Cause these are the people that you want, like planning your bachelorette party, <laughs> <laughs> planning your trips, planning, yeah, yeah, planning yeah. your trips. Yeah. And like, cause they're going to bring you along and yeah. they're not going to have a problem, like footing the bill for some of this stuff because of what matters to them is the experience and like living life with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're super, they're super passionate about, about life and mm-hmm. about people being connected and about everybody experiencing things. Yeah together yeah so that's really great a seven wing eight so an eight is the is the challenger Mm -hmm. leader very sure of themselves number yeah right so this is why i said that um 
six is caring more about what people think because an eight wing does not. <laughs> does not, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. Eights are very sure of who they are and they don't care how people think about them, not in a way that is is like bad. Like I say that and it sounds like they're just it, it's more, smack people around. That's right. not true. It's more just confidence. Yeah. It's just confidence. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to rock an eight yeah. internally. Yeah. So seven brings that on and they that means that they show up in the world like much more assertive and confident and they're going to be quicker to go after the things that they want to experience. Yeah. So they're the ones that are more likely to like, if you get worried, <laughs> I'm sorry, seven, so I keep going back to like a theme park narrative. <laughs> but if you like have a hesitation about a roller coaster, you're going to be like, well, I'm going. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they'll just like leave you there. Whereas the seven wing six might try to convince you a little bit longer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so they are, they're quick and intense and persistent. Like these are the people that they get knocked down and like, like Captain America. I could do this all day. <laughs> right. Like they just keep going for it. Um, When they're struggling though, they can be a, a bit more demanding of other people because okay. when their fear amps up they're gonna like they're gonna uh, of missing out on something they're gonna push people around to get what they need because gotcha. they're worried about that, and they're gonna be more aggressive about making sure that they're taken care of because that's what they desire yeah and so um it, it's harder to stand in the way of a seven wing eight um and then the other thing that's great the thing that's great about a seven wing eight is that that they are really innovative and confident. Okay. Okay. So they're like great inventors, right? Because they're going to, they're like, they're going to stumble over an issue and they're going to reframe it into something positive and then they're going to go after it yeah. again. Yeah. They're not going to be knocked down. Um, and they, they often don't have the word failure like in their vocabulary at all. They'll just be like, Interesting. that didn't work, but that doesn't mean we're dumb. Yeah. That doesn't mean we fail. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Let's try it again this <laughs> right, way. Right, right. <laughs> like maybe this was fine. Let's not change anything and try it again. You know, yeah, they're yeah. they're very, very tenacious. And huh. so they're a good person to have in your corner um, if you're doing things that are that are risky or high failure or, yeah. you know, you need an extra motivation boost because they are not easily deterred. Yeah. Okay. All right. So... It, I feel like this is good because um, we've already talked about eights some because of wings mm -hmm. for ones and nines. Mm -hmm. um, and so we haven't traveled over into the head triad quite as much, but yeah. just to kind of see kind of like the the anxiety and the safety security parts mm -hmm. starting to kind of come into play. Mm -hmm. um, and I also feel like just as we're talking about it, it's, good to hear like for me i don't know it's helping me hear more how just all of the enneagram is very interconnected yeah and so much mm -hmm. there's so many pieces of all of these things that we talk about that i just like it's just a quick reminder like all of these types show up in all of us mm -hmm. in some form or fashion and like even just learning a little bit about a type can help you kind of see where that type kind of appears in you yeah and so it's just it's just good to be reminded of that so yeah for sure I was mulling over this idea the other day and I put it in my Instagram stories and it didn't get any traction <laughs> but I'll still, I'll still write about it one day yeah um but I was just thinking about how self-awareness we think often leads to like more like we think self-awareness is going to make us more independent 
mm-hmm. and self-sufficient mm-hmm. is really the word that I should think, you know, we think I'm going to get self-aware. I'm going to trim up on my, you know, weak spots or whatever. And I'm yep. going to be more self-sufficient. I'll need people less. When in reality, being more self-aware means that you actually become more surrendered because you realize mm-hmm. how much we are connected yeah. to each other yeah. and how much you are you don't have like you do have those things, but you also don't have those things because some yeah. of the numbers we go to are the way that we access them is not healthy. Right. <laughs> right? right. So yeah. there are going to be times that we actually really need other people yeah. around us to bring out more of the healthy side of who we could be yeah. or to just help us through a really hard space. And so yeah. self-awareness actually leads you towards more surrender to the fact that Gosh, on this crazy spinning blue ball we are on. <laughs> like I am very connected to every person. Yeah. And it is wildly and it probably, inappropriate for me to disregard that. Yeah. And I probably have more in common with that person than I want to give them or myself credit for. Yeah. 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 It's very easy to other people. Yeah. Which actually this is probably some of what we'll talk about. Yeah. With with Nikki. hundred so, percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. We're all very connected and yeah. self-awareness only hopefully heightens that. Yeah. If your self-awareness is doing something else, probably not self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry. An little, ego trip. Little, um, little tangent there, but just, no, I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. So last, last thing that we'll talk about for, for our little overview here is the paths, the stress mm-hmm. and the growth paths. Yeah. Three, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So paths are again, every, Enneagram type should be aware of five numbers. And so your wings are two of those numbers. If you're seven, your wings are two of those numbers. And then your path numbers are the other two numbers. So seven should be aware of your six and your eight. And then now your paths, which are one and a five. Mm -hmm. So this is fun because we talked about ones in our last deep dive. So we'll start with, we'll start with stress this time. Okay. I think I've previously started with growth, but I'll, I'll start with stress here since we have a kind of a baseline yeah. understanding of a one. Yep. So a seven in stress is going to borrow average to unhealthy behaviors from a type one, which we learned about last time are yep. becoming slave to perfection. Mm, so mm-hmm. this is again, like what's interesting about the seven one connection is it's surprising. Yeah. It's not where you, when you hear like, the the enthusiastic optimists or whatever right. that's not where you think they would go like oh they're gonna go borrow from the principles reformer right real quick right right, right. they do <laughs> right yeah they do and then vice versa again with the ones to the sevens yeah um but yeah and their stress sevens start to get really trapped like they again they have the, this innate wisdom mm. that things mm-hmm. are not right yeah right so they know that so in stress they go there hard mm-hmm. everything's wrong mm-hmm. you're wrong that's wrong. That over there is wrong. I'm wrong. Everything's wrong. You guys all suck. <laughs> this needs to be fixed. Yeah. Like yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, and I remember one of my first experiences with somebody who was like blatantly a seven, like when they went to this stress place, I was like, who is this human? <laughs> like what all of a sudden, like now you're deep cleaning this space that you didn't care about. Like it didn't bother you before that it was a mess. And right. now you literally like, you know, they have the grout toothbrush thing. Like there's dust here. Right. Um, and so, and that's a really, <laughs> anyway, I've dumbed that down. Yeah. Yeah. Audience. Sure. But that's where they go in their sure. heads is, yeah. you know what? Like life is not good. Life mm-hmm. is not full of good things to experience. Life is broken. Yeah. And, and I know I now need to fix it. Right. If I'm, I'm ever going to be happy again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to be the fixer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And all those things start 
start like standing out to them. So they get really micromanagey. Like sevens will go from like go with the flow kind of people because they just want to be along for the experience right. to like, let me do this for you. Or like this, this is the thing we're going to do because yeah. if you don't do this thing, I'm going to miss out. You're going to miss out right. and you can't miss out yeah. and neither can I. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's a good way to point that to say that. Okay. And yeah. And they get that little inner critic going because again, they have this knower, they know. And so it starts with them and then it starts to bleed out into their environment. And so um, that's kind of them. That's them in stress. Yeah. Intense. Okay. Um, and again, remember, I made one sound kind of awful, but if you need to remember that ones are amazing, humans, go back a couple episodes. But we're also talking about kind of the more negative aspects of a one because that's the, where the stress. The, the stress. That's mm -hmm. where we're going in stress. Mm -hmm. yeah. And stress, you don't suddenly borrow healthy behaviors. Right, right. That it takes just, a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you yeah. do well done you, yeah you've been working very hard for a long time if that happens automatically from you you're now invited to take over this podcast yes <laughs> yes come come join us because <laughs> wow oh gosh anyway okay growth path let's talk about growing sevens yeah. they're great so growing sevens move to a type five and the type fives are like the wise intellectual people yeah so they are what i affectionately call because i am married to a type five a super nerd yes <laughs> um they love knowing things deeply they love i did john did you hear that reverberated sorry. the boom sorry it's a cup, cup anyway now. um they love knowing things deeply they love um they love having lots of wisdom mm -hmm. and they love being alone <laughs> being still yeah and not putting out into the world yeah. <laughs> i guess if that makes sense because yeah. they like to kind of reserve energy they like to reserve the resources yeah so this is quite a switch for a type seven who's like i will pay whatever it takes to experience this mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um to then suddenly move towards a type five but what this does when you move to type five like i said the five is the wise person who wants to access their wisdom and they want more wisdom all the time so when a seven is growing they suddenly allow themselves to slow down enough mm. and then be brave enough to face their wisdom and then they become really profound individuals. <laughs> nice. Like they're full of of insight that you would have never come to yourself. They yeah. they see things in a different way, but in a very true way. Yeah. So, you know, an un, a stressed out seven is not going to see things in a true way. They're going right. to see things in a twisted way. An average seven is going to try to reframe things to the positive. Mm -hmm. A really healthy seven is going to see it all. Yeah. Like they're going to be the... <laughs> Henry Mowen again. Um, they're gonna they're gonna be able to experience the fullness of life. Yeah. All the sides. Yeah. And then bring some kind of like deeply focused reflection to mm. the world from it. Yeah. Um, and so that's pretty that's pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. And their their brain can go from more of like what's next, what's next, what's next to what's now. Mm. Like what do I have? Yeah. What's for now? What's for later? Yeah. Like they can begin to balance all of that. That's cool. Better. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I think it will be, yeah, I'm excited for our conversation with mm -hmm. Nikki. Mm -hmm. um, so our next episode, we'll be having Nikki Lerner on, um, who is a coach and she owns her own business mm -hmm. and has been a worship leader before and things like that. So 
I think it's going to be really, really yeah. insightful. Um, but let's, we, we've been leaving each one of these episodes mm-hmm. with just kind of like a encouragement slash it might be hard, but mm, yeah. go for it, uh, you know, type seven or go for it, type one, um, kind of a statement or kind of a suggestion. So what's a, what's a, a good direction to kind of like challenge, like challenge our type sevens, but mm-hmm. send them off in a hopefully positive direction um when sevens begin to can begin to experience real hope Mm -hmm. and verbalize real hope so sevens can very quickly verbalize false hope Mm. you know like it's easy for a seven to to offer false hope and to offer like glass half full or like silver lining or Mm -hmm. or whatever but the thing with that stuff is it's actually still quite an empty glass right yeah yeah (laughs) um and and so you can reframe it all you want but if you ignore the other half of the reality then it's not real hope gotcha so a seven being able to like sit and then verbalize one empathy like real empathy for themselves Mm -hmm and what they're experiencing and for the people around them and for community and for the world, for them to be able to verbalize that Mm -hmm. and then say, even so, Mm -hmm. like even so, yeah, here's the hope I see in the world. Yeah. And so this is something I'm excited to hear Nikki talk about more too, is this is, I mean, that's her work. Yeah. We won't get too much into, yeah. Like she deals with, um, inclusion mm-hmm. and diversity and inclusion yeah which is hard yeah work yep, yep. <laughs> and she does not also offer false hope in her no. content yeah. she does a very good job of um looking at the hard stuff yeah. and bringing real hope anyway yeah because there's there is definitely a balance of you know there can be hope when we hold the hard stuff and the good stuff yeah and when yep. we hold just one of those things yeah. That's not right. Yeah. So, that's really good. Yeah. If you know a type seven or if you are a type seven who is doing this, who's doing the work to really understand how you're feeling, how the world is feeling, what hard things are going on in the world, and then tapping into your your optimistic gift, because it is a gift. I think we often like like our culture is very cynical mm-hmm. <laughs> as a default. Yeah. And so we can often like laugh off people who have hope and optimism. Yeah. Um but that is a gift and a strength. So yeah. when you can learn to use that holistically is something to very much celebrate That's awesome. in a type seven. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, I think it's a great, great way to send this off mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks here to think about our type seven friends mm-hmm. and, uh, and definitely come back for our next episode with Nikki. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, She's a fantastic I'm person. I'm so excited. Um, I have missed kind of getting to soak in her her wisdom so Mm -hmm. uh, i think it's going to be a lot of wisdom Mm -hmm. so uh, Mm -hmm. i'm excited for it uh yeah but uh in the meantime hey why not why not send us a voicemail yeah (laughs) what are we gonna tell them to tell us this time john uh you know let's 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 just i would say let's um let's tell us uh tell us what you've learned about one of the numbers that we've kind of done a deep deep dive Ooh, on yeah. since we've started the podcast. So I like that. what's what's just something that you've learned, maybe something unexpected or something mm-hmm. that you didn't realize, whether it's about yourself or someone else um, from John, one of the numbers. Yeah. Will you make a visualization of that and we'll put them on Instagram? 
Yeah, 100%. All right. Yeah. That's what we'll do with them when you send this message this time. Yeah, you can hear yourself on all sorts of places. Mm-hmm. And I'll make a little thing that shows like the, the waveform going up and down. John taught me what visualization is. They're cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I see them all over the place. As soon as he was like, this is what it is. I was like, oh, yeah. you mean that super trendy thing where everybody puts this in there? Yeah. Their stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, people call them all sorts of things, but yeah. That's what I've been calling them just because I feel like it's a... It's probably the official... It, it might be an official thing. thing. Audiogram is also something people call them, but there is a specific like... I think company called Audiogram too. Oh, it's like Kleenex. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Or Band-Aid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. These are yeah. all not the names of the items, but we now call them this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, they're fun. Yes. And we will make those. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah. well, thank you yeah. for dropping more Enneagram knowledge on us. Oh yeah. No problem. It's always fun when I can, like I said, there's lots of room for me to nerd about nerd out. <laughs> this podcast we gotta give john space hey i'm i'm okay with it i'm I'm good with my everyone's wildered out (laughs) hey we're on the internet all over the internet all over it (laughs) you can find us on the socials at at entrepreneurs yep with an s and then john and i's individual companies yep we're on the show notes yep it's just a lot to say every time. It is a lot to say. Figure out what makes you guys ourselves mouths full for brand names. So, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's hard to get around Enneagram. Enneagram is already a very yeah big mouthful. Oh yeah. man. Okay. I mean, random sidebar. Okay. I introduced myself to a neighbor a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and she's like, "What do you?" I said, "I'm an Enneagram coach." She's like, "An animal of lover." <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to go home. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Well, uh, friends, thanks for joining us this week. And um, don't forget to leave us a, a rating review yeah. so other people can check us out too. So yeah. And in the meantime, we will see you next time. Bye.